Nobody stops that heavy. It's like putting baby in a corner. Don't do that. <laughs> and dated references for 100, Alex. Mm -hmm. Even that will be a dated reference soon as he's no longer... Isn't he transitioning? Alex who, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> who watches TV anymore, right? What's that? What's that all about? Oh, gosh. All right, man. I'm going to push the button here. Okay. That'll come, up. That'll come up to haunt us later. I'm going to want that volume. <laughs> all these weird little... Uh, idiosyncrasies to this digital ones and zeros world. You gotta have everything mesh up, you know. Oh, it's a, brother, it's a it, finicky, finicky game. In my, in my uh, days, you plugged something in and you could. For the yeah, yeah. And that was sort of uh, satisfactory. Nowadays, I don't know. All right, I'm gonna push it again. <laughs> Uh, get this to you wherever you are sure. comfortable. How's there's that? no right or wrong. So where's the uh, which best place to be looking here? Anywhere right around? now it's here. Right there. It's, uh, this Red is light. The one lit up, but it's going to be right. whatever you feel like. All right. Truly, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get all this situated. We're live. And I'll get that echo live away. <laughs> yeah, live at one today. Yes, sir. I want to get get a good focus on your chest hair for sure. Absolutely, I can uh, increase it if you'd <laughs> like. You know. <laughs> To your desired proportions, right? Well, is it my desired proportions or are they yours? I don't know. You're the you're the host here. I'm just your guest. <laughs> well, I didn't request the chest hair. I thought that was just a, a Halloween oh, it, bonus. It the thing comes is, with this it. isn't Halloween. This is you, right? Yes, sir. I would actually consider this my business casual, if we're going to get specific. This is my business casual. <laughs> I do dress like this every day. I have been for the past five years, and I have no intention of ceasing. So, you know. We'll get, I'm sure we'll get into that in a bit. Oh, it's great. All right. Well, with that, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back at home. Uh, it's going to be a fun one today. I already feel it. The uh, the energy between us is great. You're like, keep it going? Keep it going? Is can that you, what that can was? I even believe I haven't had a sip of coffee today. So we are on the right path, my man. <laughs> All right. Well, welcome back. Tonight is Thursday, October 29th, 2020. This is our Halloween episode, although... Neither one of us are really... This is sort of how we look all the time. I guess some people could consider us spooky in a sense, right? <laughs> or at least myself. You know. <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Our guest this evening is Los Angeles' funkiest analog photographer. We're going to find out how an, uh, on earth he got that title as well. But we are sitting here with Taylor Hendricks. What's up, man? Thank you much for having me, Jay. A pleasure to be here in sunny California. We are slightly less on fire, right? So it's a nicer day. We're much less on fire, I all think, right? right? Yep. Hopefully. Just another beautiful day, living the dream. <laughs> well, how you doing, man? Good, I mean, good. before we even get into who you yeah, are sure. and everything, how are you? And, and, and you look leisurely. I want to find out if you are leisurely. Well, a lot of people have said I have a rather relaxed demeanor most of the time, and I'd say that's true. But, you know, being a California native, it's hard not to. I lived most of my life away from here and decided I, there was a resurgence in me that, ne that was really calling me to come back. So... Had to come back in full force, you know. Have to be around the right people. Have to find your group, you know. So, well, where are you from that you weren't f fitting in with those folks? <laughs> sure, sure. So let's let's just start with it, man. You know. Sure. So, long story short, or long story longer, depending on how you want to think about it. I was born down in Torrance, you know, Torrance Redondo area. Oh, so you're from LA? Little, little beach boy, you know, nothing like nothing too fancy. Just this kid moved out of there when I was six years old, uh, and not on my own volition whatsoever. Grew up on the countryside of Pennsylvania and oh, New York. I okay. So I lived for a little bit up in uh, upstate New York, and most of the time in Pennsylvania. 
where I would like to know more about both of those places. Sure. I know I know that area so, pretty well. Cool. So I'm actually most of my life was spent in Reading, Pennsylvania. That's about an hour forty five north of Philly. Mm-hmm. Destitute little coal mining town. Nothing much going on. A tiny bit of car presence, but not nowhere any nowhere near the level of California. So always having that in my mind was a driving factor to come back, you know. Mm. So that was part of it. And the attitude of people, you know, you think East Coast versus West Coast, there's a lot of animosity in a lot of people's mindsets. It's not... We were certainly programmed to believe that. Exactly. So <laughs> it, obviously not as not as drastic as you may think, but the difference is there, you know. And so I found it very easy to mesh with people in L.A. and, and just fall into the right groups, you know, and just kind of have a good time with everybody and not be hassled as much, you know. Well, so how long has it been that you've been back then? About three years. Oh, so you yeah. are kind of a new transplant. Then. A little bit, you know. It's like I consider well, do you myself fit right in. Sorry to step on oh, you there, but oh. yeah, I mean, <laughs> forgive me. Yeah, I just yeah. assumed this sort of oh no worries. It's <laughs> like came together over time. You know what? This actually, I don't know what happened. Uh, actually, I do know what happened, and we can talk about that too. So in Pennsylvania, you know, it's a lot more conservative in a lot of different ways, not just in a political context, more in a social context, right? Yeah, yeah, that's so, fair. I mean, so, the, the, the things to see there are like the Red Caboose Motel and, yeah, the, and the Strasburg yeah. Railroad and stuff like that. That's right. So I was in the movie theater by myself. Rush, Ron Howard had just come out, 2013. Okay. I was watching that. I bought a ticket, watched it, didn't even blink Bought another ticket, went back and watched it again. Holy smoke. And I was just totally enthralled with the whole atmosphere that they were able to curate. And I was like, how did he do this this well? And I was looking at the character costumes and how it kind of transitioned from the early 70s through the mid-70s. And it was just like, that was it. I was like, that is cool. It's one of those things where something just clicks and it's like, that is who I am and I'm going to start becoming it. Hmm. So it was at that point where I was like... Let's do something different. It wasn't really, it was kind of on the cusp. People yeah. weren't really doing the vintage thing too much back in 2013. Analog cameras weren't really that as popular still. Right. They were kind of still on a downward trend. Vintage clothing, there wasn't as much of a presence on Instagram or anything like that. No. You weren't seeing too much of that. It's all very much so in the forefront of your mind now. I'm thinking about it. It was like, it was very specific things. It was a dapper day at Disneyland. There was, you know, comic-con for cosplay there were very little pockets here and there but you're right in in the front of people's mind like that wasn't a thing yeah and so i think really now Hipster, hipsters i guess yeah. have always been around but that's sort of a different thing right yeah hipsters so originally the hipsters were their own kind of kind of group and then the terminology got a little bit misconstrued to become skinny jeans and plaid oh yeah and, always and right loosened up kinda, the rules anybody people, can get in right a little bit <laughs> so that was kind of its own deal but i'm a little bit Post that, you know, I'm post hippie. I'm I consider myself operating in 1976, 1977 time frame. I'm looking at all in the family. Would that be fair? Is yeah. that the right time frame? Something I'm looking like at that. you know, like Mike from from All in the Family. Good Not times. Not that you look too. at anything like, oh, yeah. Good Times good is good times. one. Yeah, yeah. JJ yeah. stuff like that. You know, just kind of a, a blend. It, there's no specific limitation, but I try and I try and narrow my own personal sense of style to those particular years. Is that because of you and, I mean, you said your personality already, but, like, where, do you know where that comes from, or have you poked around? I am not really sure, you know. You seem young to have, I mean, this would make perfect sense for me. I was born in 1977. There you go. even though, like, that wasn't my generation. Oh, I grew up when people were wearing that. I was a little kid, but people were wearing, yes, 
firsthand. It was it was imparted on you from a first person perspective, you mm-hmm. know. And so being seventy seven, that is part of you. you but know? you're younger, right? Yeah. I or was, am I wrong about that assumption? No, I well, I don't know. <laughs> you never know these days, right? No, I was born ninety two actually. Yeah, so, so I'm, I'm a, a lot baby. Younger. Like, yeah. So this, t- I mean, this really is a statement for you. A little bit, and you know, it's more of just a reflection of the mindset. It's like how I operate. You know, it's like when I'm driving in my car, I can't listen to modern music most of the time, even though I drive a modern car. I find mm-hmm. it to be its own thing if you want to operate in this context you have to be fully immersed in every facet of it it's truly a lifestyle choice honestly brother i get it it's a it's a frequency choice isn't it absolutely it's like we're gonna do not it doesn't just look like this this is also the pace this is it yeah this is the pace and operating frequency of what we're doing here and you know it was just so much fun to start it was just way too much fun and one thing led to another and now i got a closet full of shirts like this and i walk around and you know (laughs) But isn't that what California is all about? It's like, you know. Well, there's definitely the who cares element, right? Yeah. I mean, people came here because they didn't fit in other places. Exactly. That was what I always understood. Exactly. And exactly. it sort of bred the whole, you know, the hippie surf culture and everything that, that, that gave us Malibu. Yep, and, yep. And Venice Beach. Yep. And it was funny because when I first kind of re-landed here, it was September 21st. I was going to go to the Japanese classic car show okay. down in Long Beach. And I landed at my buddy's house in Hermosa a tiny room the size of a closet you know the little the like janky bootleg old hermosa it was like the last hippie house it's like was these the hermosa houses that are basically the the walls are cardboard this one was built in 1923 oh it's an old house it was it was a really old house and it was it was just decrepit in every sense there was like (laughs) holes in the walls and like rats running around it's like is this hermosa beach like the neighbor's house is five million bucks and i'm over here you know so it was a very interesting experience to try it was like oh man hermosa old hermosa what was happening back then you know you had the you had that the all-night coffee shop that was going on the name slips me right now i don't know either but there was like a lot of a lot of hippie cultural stuff happened in hermosa allen ginsburg read poetry in Hermosa. There's like, there's a little a museum over there that highlights some of the local lore from the 60s and stuff. And it's like, when my buddy's family moved there in the 20s, you know, it was, there was nothing there. There was like an oil pump on the beach, you know, wow, and stuff like that. So it was the experience I was looking for, you know, it was like, that was the California I kind of pictured. I think of, uh, was it, it might be blow, but isn't that what was the, was it Hermosa when they first come out to the coast? Manhattan, like, oh, Manhattan, Manhattan Beach. Enough. Okay, it's, yeah. it's, same it's, little pocket of Southland. Oh, Hermosa is only two miles, so it's, it's the same deal. Yeah, back then it was really much more the same deal. But I mean, again, they're in these clothes. Yeah, that, <laughs> so a lot on the beach, right? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's what he was, and that is one of my all-time favorite movies too. Rush, Blow. Well, I, I did are, my are, research. They are right up. There we go. <laughs> George. Oh, tell me, George. Yeah. <laughs> now you make me want to watch that movie again. Yeah, I haven't seen brothers, it forever. Brother, sure. You know. It's, oh, God. That, that's a really good uh, um, don't trust anybody movie. Oh. <laughs> when money's of... at play, you can't trust anyone, even your best friend or brother. Oh, yeah. A lot of life oh. lessons in that one. Penelope Cruz is that where yeah we, it's not where we got her but she was the girl right she was the girl she was the it girl of the movie so I think I that's a rightful that. place I see that again yeah is it as good as I remember I remember it being really good I know it's Johnny Depp I mean he's yeah he was pretty good back then yeah <laughs> pretty it, solid he was doing a good job I'd say and one of my favorite scenes from that movie is the airport scene 
where he talks about when you're smuggling drugs across the border, you want to think about a pleasant experience, a birthday, a sexual encounter, something like that. Anything to take your mind off of the fact oh. that if you get busted, you're going to do 10 to 15 years in federal prison. You know, yeah, something like basically that. keeping your mindset right, right? Yeah. So oh, it, gosh. it was him wearing these this like white leather suit <laughs> and bell bottoms and these like massive oversized sunglasses. And I'm like, look at this character. Like, like, dude, like this is awesome, man. So it's like, oh, that's a riot. I'm gonna well, steal that, you know, brother. I love what you're doing because Thank you, you see, we are stuck in the '90s over here in this weird way. So oh, that's all right. You know, <laughs> we had this nice mid-century place going like everything was very modern and then when the letterman stuff arrived this contemporary 90s stuff arrived so this is from his oh letterman yeah i'm sorry you don't more. even know that stuff i'm, I'm oh i'm i don't want to talk about it on the show because our audience up. is sick of hearing about it okay, but yes no this is actually letterman's old stuff you're sitting in the old chairs from the letterman show this is the actual desk wow and I, feel, microphone. I feel even more special now it's fun right yeah i need to catch up on those podcasts you know? <laughs> <laughs> just i want you to know like I also can't explain what the hell I'm, – I'm tuned into a frequency. The frequency is this time. I feel like it's going to be important again. I don't know why. You know, I've, this, this is yeah. Field of Dreams in here. I have a purpose. It's, a, it's yeah. um, uh, Close Encounters also. Yep. Oh, I it's like a little bit of everything because this was sort of like – this all came to be in a very weird, whimsical, mysterious, universal, magnetic manner. But that's how the best things in life happen. You know, I've got to say – I'm just going to say – that's how the best things happen. And you know what? I'll touch this desk. I'll knock <laughs> on the wood, you know, absorb a little bit of its vibe, you know. So, no, you're totally on the right path, man. And I think the 90s resurgence is definitely already in full swing. I think it's going to get bigger in the next – give it five more years. Yeah, I think you know, so too. We're seeing it in the, the car time. culture right now, right? Absolutely. Let's delve into that. So Radwood being a thing even is pretty impressive in its own right because, what, 20-some years ago was like the – kind of right in the heyday of that so well we were thrown i mean not even I speak, I mean, like you 20, were being born ago, we were like we were driving those cars and like <laughs> dreaming about other yeah, cars yeah, yeah that's right <laughs> nobody was happy with their integra when they had it they wanted something else yeah. you know well you have to tell me more because i don't know man oh my gosh now, i have i have an i do have 190s car i have a 1993 celica gt coupe well that's an awesome car yeah yeah so, that was actually rear-wheel drive, right? No, that one was actually the second generation of front-wheel oh, drive. Oh, the front. Okay. But it was the same kind of platform as the all-wheel drive rally car. So I Wait, had, is it the one with yeah. the bug eyes? It's not no, the it's the, the one eyes. with the pop-ups. Okay, good. Yeah, the I love round, that one. It's the roundy one with the pop-ups. The fourth gen is a square with pop-ups. No, I like the I, well, I the like roundy all, one honestly. with pop-ups, yeah. But I remember the roundy one, and it almost has like a slit front. Yes. I don't know how to do like that black little slit that yes. goes all the way it has even like onto a, the headlight covers. It has like this little, I don't even know what you call like it, a shadow trim line piece. or something. It's like a trim piece that has a vent underneath of it. So oh, is it? it kind of so it's fits a, right in there. Yeah, that is an air it's intake. It's practical. Yeah, it's the it has a very small air opening in the front, and then the other one on the top there. That's a cool looking car. So, how, how long have you had it? Yeah. So, funny thing about that is like, wait, I, is it on your Instagram? I pulled your Instagram up. Yeah, yeah, it's on there. All right. It's the red one with the four Hella five hundred FF rally lights. Well, let's see here. You tell me. Let me see here. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Right there. Oh, there we go. I'm sure I can show everybody else. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I had a lot of fun in that car. <laughs> and you do have the rally bar and everything. That is yep. awesome. Had it lifted like three or four inches. I can't quite remember. Stripped out. Just straight pipe. Just rowdy, you know. Gosh, that's cool. 
It was, a, awesome. it was a fun car. I drove that thing everywhere. There was guys in WRXs going off-roading, and they were, like, poking around. I'm just like, eh, I'm going. I'm just <laughs> blasting through. Whatever, you know. Well, it's not that you don't care, but there's something about, I don't know, there's something to... <laughs> <laughs> it's not a, a Porsche 911 or something where if you do go off or have a an incident, your whole life's ruined. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, you know. That was literally a $400 eBay sight unseen car, you know. Impulse buy? Yeah, totally. So I was, you know, before the mindset and personality shift, I was, you know, just a regular modern kid going to college, whatever. I had a, had a 2000 Celica. I was trying to put a turbo on, you know, doing the boy racer hot shot stuff. So you were still into, do, you were still stooping stuff up. Yeah, so I was doing that, and I needed a, I needed a second car while I was working on the other one. So I was like, all right. Here's one for 400 bucks in a like swamp. So <laughs> throw my bid in. Wait, was it really in a swamp? It was halfway sunken down. Okay. It was so sunken down the in this little bucks. meadow. It was filled up with water practically and it had a lot of mold and algae on the interior panels. So they were like, oh, the headlights work. You can have those. So it was like, it's a parts car. What is it? Well, we got the titles. Like, all right, give me the whole car, you know, 400 bucks. So they pulled that out of the swamp and, uh, Roped it around the front tie bar, bent the tie bar. Both tires are pointing the wrong way. Uh, I drove that sucker home like that, smoking both no tires. No Smell was terrible. I this bet. like this just nasty swamp water boiling off this car that hadn't run in years. How far did you have to go? Uh, it was about twenty twenty five miles. I think. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it did not look like that. If you that. said two was... and a half miles, I would have been like, "That's crazy." No, no. All right. No. You know, good for you. Yeah, right. So we see a little bit into a, your into fun. your psyche a little bit also with these stories. It was a fun time, you know. It was a fun car. So, <laughs> you know. Um, <clears throat> all right. Well, I want to talk about cars. I want to sure. talk about a photography. I want to talk Absolutely. about your movie camera. There, Absolutely. we're in no hurry. Um, I don't know how much you've seen of this show before. We have some other things. We've got it's Thursday, so we do a TBT. We also right. have a, a, a segment we do called East Coast Feed. It's okay. one of my best friends from childhood, from home. We used to work together in the car industry in, cool. in, when I was 18 years old. And he does a thing. He just got married the other day. So we've got a video oh, from his honeymoon. It's only a couple. It's less than a minute, I think. Um, but these are just the other things we have to do. Sure. Um, I'm in no hurry to do any of them. I wanted right. you to know that they were things that we had to get to at some point. Other than that, we have 40 minutes to continue doing what we're doing. Well, that sounds good. I'm happy to participate, <laughs> that's, you know. That's that's the rundown. That's where we are right this all second. Right. All right, all right. <laughs> Felt like I needed to check in. Oh, no, that's good. you got to do your thing. you got to maintain the progress of the show, right? I, I don't know how to do any of this. I know how to do this. I was a production guy. I okay. was never a, I was never talent. Never good talent, if you couldn't tell. I think you got the voice for it, though. I did go to broadcasting school nice. because I wanted to do this one day, you know, that kind of thing. Did you ever delve into the transatlantic accent? Uh, no, but I'm, I've heard all about it. This, wait, there's, there's two, and I always <laughs> confuse them. There's one that is to have a nondescript, you sound like every broadcaster without sounding like you're having a dialect from a certain region. But it, maybe it's, I should have just said non-regional. It's non-regional. Mm. Is it that one, or is it the, um, hello, Mabel, uh, I... <laughs> that, that one. <laughs> that one. <laughs> we call it, in, yeah. the, in, in comedy, they call it old-timey. Like, oh, you do the old-timey voice. Old-timey. All yeah. Right. Yeah. So I was reading about that a little bit ago. I don't know, a couple months. Time's really slipping by, you know. Yeah, big time. Especially these days. But So I was reading about that, and then I watched a video of a guy doing, uh, practicing using the Beastie Boys as that as a reference he's like i can't stand it 
what's going on here? <laughs> and it's like, well, it's just crappy British. That's all it really is, you know? It's not like its own thing. It's just crappy British. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. Well, that's basically what it was, right? We're doing old-timey. Old-timey was when we were fresh off the boat here, right? That's right. But then <laughs> We're del- throwing away yeah. the Brits. Yeah. Delve deeper, though, it was actually because they were able to hear every frequency. I guess the tonality had to be in such a way that the technology at the time could only pick up those frequencies. No. So they taught people to speak in that way so that they could be heard over radio. You're kidding. So that is the answer, I'm pretty sure. So they were... That's amazing. Yeah. Isn't that weird? It's like... I mean, it definitely makes me want to investigate further. That's crazy. Yeah, Yeah. transatlantic accent. Well, I don't don't contest that that exists. (laughs) No, I'm just telling you what to look up. Don't forget. That's so wild. I mean, it makes perfect sense. There there are... I mean, these days, anything can pick up anything. But when I was coming through, uh, you needed to have all these lights and everything because the cameras really couldn't – you needed to have things insanely bright and whatever just to simply capture the image that we all saw on the Cosby show or whatever it was. Bad choice of reference. Cheers. Cheers is better. Yeah, there we go. Yep. (laughs) Yep. Or even this one here when – I forget which movie it was, but – Stanley Kubrick's one in like the 1700s, England. I can't remember which it was right now. I haven't even had any any stimulants yet, right? <laughs> so uh, he was filming, but he insisted on using natural light, and so it was like extremely difficult for him, even with a with an f 1.2 lens, a very very fast lens. Mm-hmm. He couldn't let even that much light in to make it happen as as kind of as he wanted. So yeah. So maybe that's that's probably exactly what I was talking about. Yeah. So for the, film cameras, obviously that's always been a thing. And then for video cameras for a long time in the eighties and nineties, they were even worse. They were oh, really not Yeah. <laughs> you the, couldn't get any light through the lens. Specs were just kind of terrible. You know? Yeah. So I think we're at a pretty good point in technology right now where the affordability to to kind of feature ratio is very, very high. And the level of standard across the playing field of all the manufacturers and everything like that is just keeps going up you know tell me what you know i'm amazed at what you can do with an iphone my dad Absolutely. was a professional photographer uh, he oh, cool. taught me th- i have an eye i have his eye but i don't know anything about like i'm not a good photographer well, i you, can take yeah. decent pictures but i'm not a good photographer if you got the eye that's all that matters really in my opinion because if you don't have the eye you can't capture it as you see it so you just yeah. need to be able to see it and if you can see it you can capture it I greatly appreciate that because yeah. what you're telling me is he's got everything he needs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. Thank you. Thank you for that. But tell me what you know as far as, I mean, sure. where are we with this stuff? You, you still shoot with the old stuff. Sure. You're, you're, so it looks like and... a device that matches your outfit, right? Yeah. So this is actually 1981. Oh, okay. A little bit post, little bit but after. still relevant. I do have you would, a 1977. You would have, clothes lasted more than one year in those days. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so I, I actually do have a 77 camera as well. But this one here is my baby. This is the Minolta XL84. So cool. Super 8 film camera. This was the top of the line back in the day. It shoots 24 frames per second, which is a little bit rare for Super 8 cameras. It's only the higher end ones. But this isn't an expensive device by any means. This was a couple hundred bucks. But it's all battery. It's not manual. You're not yeah. cranking that thing. It's all. Yeah, so uh, it has a motor inside. There we go. The batteries are right in the grip right here if i had them which awesome. they're out but so. is it literally just double a batteries yeah so you take That's six double a's right in the handle there pop That's that amazing. back closed and then you how long do six double a's last on that i mean are you shooting well Things? i guess you're gonna run out yeah. of tape before batteries a probably. pretty good time a pretty good amount of time i'd say i'd say you could probably get 
maybe five rolls or so out of it. Th- that is much better yeah. than I expected. Yeah, a couple, couple days. It'd go a couple day shoots, I'd say. Wow. Has this convenient gas gauge on the back to tell yeah, you how much you got. Yeah, that's what made me ask got. the question. Yeah, yeah and then you got, you got a battery check. Yeah, you can hold it if you want. It's very cool. We'll have to swab everything yeah. down afterwards. Nah. <laughs> you say, eh. Um, it's pretty amazing. And it's actually a little, well, there's no batteries in it. I was going to say it's a yes. little bit lighter than I would expect. Yes, it, but yes. six double A's, that's another yeah, pound. Yeah, they do so. add another about pound right there. And then also the film cartridge is a couple of grams. I don't know, maybe like 100 or so grams. Is this what you shot the Magnus? Um, tell me what the sh- Correct. What, yes. what would you, what, it, what, I don't want to say the wrong name. Was it Baby Shark? I want to say Baby Shark, but it's not Shark Baby Attack. Shark Attack. Shark Attack. Baby Shark Attack. Shark Attack. Shark Attack. Yeah, shark attack. yeah he, actually, he actually came up with that title. So I was like, you know what, man? That works. Let's just run with it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we have that queued up, too, oh, so let me know when you want to watch that, if you want to watch that. Yeah, you can look through it, too, if you want. To oh, that's all right. I think it. it's amazing. Yeah. I should have put batteries in this just to hear the motor going. Hindsight, man. That's yeah, all good. <laughs> so, yeah, I did. I used this one. For your next appearance, you should you should shoot some stuff. I wonder what yeah. I wonder what all, like, the digital lighting and all of that stuff looks like on an old sure. medium. So, a little bit of that was seen in the Shark Attack film. So we oh. saw like some of the tungsten, some of the LEDs like up around Grand Avenue up there. Yes. You see some of the downtown city lights and that was shot on Kodak 500 tungsten film. Okay. With a little internal filter here so filters out the tungsten light. Oh my gosh, built in? Yeah, a little built-in filter. Oh, it's a, so it's a digital, it's some sort of No, it literally slides a uh, orange piece of plastic no in front of the lens inside here. <laughs> so it's mechanical. Yeah, so it's a mechanical filter. Man, I wish yeah. there were some batteries. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm totally joking with you. Oh man, it's all good. Uh, do you want to play that video? Absolutely. Whenever do you mind? You're ready. I mean, it's it's. Uh, I think it was only like five minutes, but it's very entertaining. Five minutes, and I think like seven seconds. Yeah, sure. Fantastic. All right, we're gonna roll it now. It's called not Baby Shark. It's not called Shark, Shark Attack. Shark Magnus Attack. Walker and the nine twenty eight. The nine twenty eight. The nineteen seventy eight nine twenty eight series one. There we go. Roll it, how? Tonight I'm starting my LA nighttime tour at the iconic LAX theme building. Constructed in 1961 to represent the future of airline travel. In 1978, believe it or not, the execs at Porsche decided that the future of the company was not with the 911, but its planned replacement, the 928. To me, the car was way ahead of itself. When I look at Porsches today, I see the styling of the 928, the center console, which was way ahead of its time, and the iconic Visac package rear axle steering. Porsche gets all excited talking about this rear steering today on the 992, but in reality, it debuted 42 years ago on the Series 1 928. With approximately 240 horsepower and around 268 foot-pound of torque, the 4.5-liter V8 motor had more than enough power to make the 3,200-pound 78-928 a really, really usable GT touring car. The type of car that you can put 500-600 miles easily on it in a day, get out feeling non-buzzed, not beat up, not aching, and have covered ground in a really, really efficient, fun-filled, and fast-paced manner. I took the car down to the guys at Precision Motorsports down in Orange County and let them take care of upgrading all the suspension, meaning everything from bushings to sway bars 
to the KW Club Sport full-loaded package, which really made a difference to the car. I'm also running my car on slightly wider 15 by 7 and 8 inch bone dials. Of course, I had to powder coat those guys gold, and I'm rolling on some soft and sticky Pirelli Trofeo All this makes a really controllable, functional, well-balanced, super nimble, super agile, great handling package. The five-speed manual gearbox with the dog leg pattern, meaning first is over to the left, it's a real joy to shift through. The gear ratio is spaced really nice. And the torquey aspect of the motor makes slicing and dicing in modern freeway traffic a real breeze. So all of this combined with the must-have Porsche black and white checkerboard Pasha interior makes this truly an iconic visual car to look at, as well as a fun car to drive. One of my favorite features of the 928 are the iconic pop-up headlights. I'm not sure if I'm getting old, maybe I am, but I do find myself going to the 928 probably a little more frequently than I'm going to the 911. This was evident on the 4th of July when Hannah's parents were returning back to Colorado and we drove them, that's four people, all over six feet tall, along with our luggage, to LAX. So, super practical, lots of room, super comfortable. That is For me, I'll put it simply. The best of the bunch of the front-engine water-cooled transaction portion, without a shadow of a doubt, is an early Series 1 928. I've asked this particular question a couple of times to Porsche executives. Hey, when are you guys thinking of doing a two-door Panamera? True Porsche fashion, they just sort of give me a little smile and don't answer the question. But obviously, only time will tell. For riding shotgun with me tonight on my nighttime LA tour in my 1978 928. Like I always say, when you get a chance, get out and drive, pedal to the metal. Cheers and luck on, and thanks for watching. Yeah, good stuff. Thank you much. Fun too. I'm <laughs> in right there. Yeah, thank you much, man. I really appreciate it. Well, 
I mean, we appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I would say that was very entertaining. I was taken by a couple of things. Uh, one, the saturation, the, the different colors that you get. And I'm assuming that's not post. That's what that captures, right? On the film part itself, yes, there was some color correction done. Okay. It's inevitable, especially even on the film here. It's like it was almost pitch black, you know, so I had to come up with creative oh, I'm sure you had to play for, with it but i mean yeah. what's cat i mean did you come up with that with that uh color scheme yeah so oh, i used okay. i used the kind of a basis of kind of like some cyberpunk reference but i came up with it the way i wanted to i didn't just throw a filter on there right so i played with it it's a whole process called color grading which i had actually had to learn about so it's like <laughs> you know what i don't know i was just playing before it's like all right well you have to approach it in a more serious aspect when it comes to motion pictures you know sure. so how the lights play off of different things how they play off the shapes how they play off the building so Surfaces, have to yeah. adjust the tone of, of everything in the scene for every scene so it was kind of an involved process a lot of different things got delayed on this just for all the reasons involved you know yeah but, but it was worth it you know and yeah the coloring was pretty much i used to reference and then just kind of tweaked it and came up with my own little thing that suited how i wanted it to look you know it's awesome. Thank you. It's awesome. It looks fun. Uh, one thing I didn't notice on my first pass when I, I saw that video, obviously, way before meeting sure, you, sure. Um, I didn't notice it until today. The framing, the way it, the, the soft, uh, rounded edges, is that how that's, that camera is framed? Or did you do that in post also? Because I loved it. I on it the cool. whole thing or just on the Super 8 part? Oh, you know what? Gosh, that's a very good point. Because, I, maybe I didn't notice. Okay, I noticed it specifically yeah. in, the, in, the, uh, in the beginning. Oh, in the beginning, yes, that was a template, actually. It was just like a little overlay that it's a 35 millimeter. Yeah, it's a 35 millimeter matte overlay. And so I used that because for a couple of reasons. One was the artistic aspect of it to make it look a little bit more. But the functional aspect was actually the lens I used had a lot of vignette on there, vignette, however you say it. So it it depends on where you're from. It didn't look very well. So, oh, so, so you were just hiding the vignetting or yeah, vignetting? Yeah, yeah, no I was, shit. I was just hiding that. A lot of different well played, scenes. sir. Yeah. So <laughs> that's why you saw the top and the bottom ones. I used another kind of template. It was right at LAX where he's turning left yeah. around the corner. So you see him in the car, and you also see the car external, right? So the top and bottoms are that same style overlay to give you the same angle at the same time, just a different perspective. It for me, it really sold that. Um, well, because I'm an idiot. It's so like, oh, this was done on an old camera. You know what yeah, I mean? It was, yeah, yeah. Remember when film look was a thing when it yeah. first came out, you know, the first it was time terrible. we'd seen it? Yeah, yeah, but it was the first time we'd seen it. So we were like, oh, look wow. at that. It's all, ah, yeah. it's all grainy. Yeah. Wow, grainy. Forget that the grain repeats every second. Yep, yep. <laughs> hey, wait, there's that grain again, right? Yeah. I remember that one, right? <laughs> but no, I had to get that one. That was just a little tropic color, whatever thing added on but it made it look right and i was like you know what this is going to add just another element to it everything about it like some people have knocked the audio but other people have said well it sounds like it was recorded in the 70s it's like you know the audio yeah it messed up a little bit on me but i did, the only sense. thing i would have said was it sounded like magnus was um you know recording it else he wasn't in a studio or anything like no, that. no we were actually just in this shop right there so a lot of echoes it's a garage you know yeah but yeah. i mean it didn't take me out of the all right it didn't take me out of the storytelling cool good to know thank you much but yeah it was a fun <laughs> you time. asked for my critique well after this is out <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I, but i wouldn't i don't know why anybody i don't know yeah. no, it's all good people will find something yeah so case in point there wasn't much to say you know 
wasn't much negative about it, so I was happy, you know. Nice. It was definitely a challenge, though. It took us six hours to do it at night and boiled it down into five minutes. You know? Oh, my gosh, so always. It was quite the process. We really lucked out at the LAX portion, though. They let us in to the parking lot for the theme building right there. They the saw end, us what coming. What used to be Encounter Restaurant? Yeah, the Encounter Bar. We, we were going to mention that, but that part got cut. Um so they just well, let it's us out of in. business anyway, right? It's sort of. I mean, he's I, right. It was a. It was an know. exhibition building originally. Yeah. So it was an exhibition and then a rotating restaurant, mm-hmm. depending on who you asked, right? I've been up there. It used to rotate, uh, okay. but, but it was well. It was almost always out of service. Gotcha. From my experience, that's a shame. I think the world needs more rotating restaurants. They all seem to be not working right now, right? <laughs> No, I don't that? remember the restaurant itself rotating. I remember there was like an element, like there was a ring within the restaurant that, okay. that some stuff was on that would rotate. Okay. It wasn't like the ones at the top of a of a, of a hotel yeah. in most cities. Yeah, yeah. Even in um, even downtown LA has one. Yeah, yeah. I worked right across from. Uh, was it the Sheraton? Right. It is, but yeah. Nick of Time was the movie. Was the Bonaventure Hotel? Bonaventure Hotel. Bonaventure Sheraton. Yes, yeah. yes. We actually that was in the movie too. If you saw. The overpass right. and going up, that is the Bonaventure right there. I love the architecture downtown. Oh, yeah. There's a LA. lot. When I first moved here, I didn't care for it because I was from New York, and I was like, there's nothing here. <laughs> but once you spend enough time and dig through and realize that, okay, well, it's not hundreds of years. It's probably like a span of 50 years. But either way, there's some really cool stuff. Absolutely. Including I mean, that Bonaventure Hotel. Yeah. So it's like you think about like the 1850s era, 1850s, 1880s, 90s, mm-hmm. like that. Like that was when L.A. was – flourishing and being then, built and like, yeah they got the water yeah. here finally yeah so um all right let me do a couple things really quick just to uh, uh um you know pay some bills for one thing do it man. <laughs> do it up uh, i would like to mention when you got here you were wearing a mask until you yes, got sir. in here and asked if it was okay to take it off yes sir we have lovely masks sponsored by hansiger over here if you are in a part of the country where you should be wearing a mask, or a part of the world, rather, where you should be wearing a mask, and you, and you fog up your glasses, and you see somebody who isn't wearing a mask, you could say to them, hey, need a mask? Shophunziker.com. That's what we did. They have all sorts of different automobile uh, art, fine art, and uh, this is some Porsche-related stuff. This is obviously the houndstooth uh, pepita pattern. Very nice. Pretty cool. And uh, my number one is my favorite, but a lot of his uh, automotive art is on the mask. It's, it's good stuff. And uh, everything else. It, there's a 50% off Halloween sale going off right now on Hunziker, shophunziger.com. So check it out, shophunziger.com. And I believe the uh, uh, boo, B-O-O, I believe, is the uh, the code <laughs> to get your 50%. That's apropos, right? Yeah, definitely. Uh, also, do you drive a car? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, Is that car insured? <laughs> oh, wow, this is a good point. Is your 90s car uh, collector's insurance or just regular No, car not insurance? yet, but it has now ellipsed the 25-year mark, so it is now uh, antique. You qualify for Haggerty, my friend. You my get dad some, uses that. Right? Yeah, you yeah. get some really good deals on collector car insurance from Haggerty, way generally better than going through your regular, like, I don't want to say better than these other brands, but but then then you would insure your Ford Taurus. Let's say Haggerty goes the extra step. I do know a little bit about that. They insure my dad's '68 C3. He pays like I don't know, like fifty three bucks or something. Oh my gosh! I don't know. He got like some crazy deal on it. But Haggerty goes the extra step to take care of their guys. And when I'm ready to start driving my older cars, I'm probably going to go with them. I love that. There you go. Uh, well, they say all that separates men and boys is the coverage for their toys. There you go. St. Clair Insurance, a Haggerty company, has coverage for your toys. Uh, what toys? Anything. We've been do- we've been trying to stump 
uh, something that they won't. We're trying to find something that they won't insure. But jet skis, lawnmowers, um, those kegerator, the ke- you know, you sit on a bar stool and you drive it. Uh, they've got races. Those things you could insure it. Really? Yep. Your home, your business. You might have to tell that to the guy making scooters down on uh, San Pedro and Sixth. <laughs> well, no, they yeah. can't. For- they can't force you to insure. <laughs> but if you choose to be responsible and insure your toys, St. Clair Insurance has coverage for those toys. Uh, check them out at coverageforyourtoys.com. Jeff St. Clair, we love you, buddy. Thanks so much. All right, so those are done. Uh, let me do really quick. Um, we'll save the TBT till a little bit later, but let me do the East Coast feed. These guys, are you, do you watch John Oliver at all? Or are you familiar bit. with him? I'm familiar him? with him, yeah, sure. He got in a fight with somebody from my hometown recently about uh, about the town, and so they're going to name the dump after him. Did you hear anything about this? In the Actually, the sewage treatment plant is actually what it is. Please educate me. This okay. sounds fantastic. Well, anyway, so this is going on. This is the uh, mayor of Danbury on the right there, Mayor Mark, and uh, that is the Great Seal of Danbury where I used to live uh, in Connecticut. This mm-hmm. is about, uh, about an hour or so outside of Manhattan. Oh, right. And uh, he married my very good friend uh, on the right there. Danbury Chive, his name is Steve Kaz. He works at Ridgefield BMW. He does a feed from there all the time on this show, Very showing happy. us all sorts of awesome things that that BMW offers and all sorts of crazy things that has happened to his customers as they come through the shop. <laughs> I like his cuffs. I He's a very stylish fella. So... The other day, there's Mayor Mark with John Oliver naming the sewage plant <laughs> after John Oliver having started a feud on his uh, – it's not The Daily Show anymore. What is it? The John Oliver Tonight or Last Week Tonight or whatever it is. So anyway, okay. So here's the check-in with these guys. They're on their honeymoon. Not the East Coast at all. Day. We're in Jamaica. I couldn't hear a word they were saying because of the way. But they sent us another one. They have sent us another one, and this is current as of this week. Roll it out. Good morning, Mr. Ryan. Hello, late night playset. It is the Kazman and Brooke coming from the honeymoon's final day. We decided to change rooms for one last little upgrade action. <laughs> Babe, say hi to the boys and girls at home. There she is. As you can see, our outdoor tub. We got a little here. Let's take a look. Oh, Jesus. Where are we? Jamaica. This is it. So you know what? For one day, we decided to just, you know, Get something real, real nice. It looks good. We got a little uh, hammock over there. Look, there's Brooke again. Hey, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the East Coast V coming to you live from Jamaica. Uh, Yaman. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> looks like he's having a great time. Oh, my God. That was awesome. Oh, man. I saw pictures of that room. That was one of those crazy things. Like the, 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 the inside is all glass floors, so you see down to the ocean below and everything yes. below the bed. It was really weird. And was that a trampoline in the ocean too there? It, it looks looked like, like one. It looked like a trampoline, a floating trampoline. Yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> like this little inset hammock and a trampoline. You jump out, of, jump out of bed and jump into the water, right? And the giant tub right there on the deck on the – yeah, it's crazy. I don't think I would want to live that way, but I wouldn't mind checking it out. Absolutely. <laughs> All right, I got all that stuff out. There's a TBT, but um, we'll do that at the end. All right. All right, cars and um, where should we go next? Cars, photography. Let's tell people how you got here today. It was a yeah. very weird, fortuitous thing how it kind of all came together. Yeah, so, so. Well, I'll just. I recognize. Oh, oh no, ahead. no, forgive me. I'll, I'll slight. You go first. I'm sorry. All right, I'm sure. Rude. I'm rude. Oh, no. We're just combative and our enthusiasm. No, you right. do it. No, right. me. I'll go. No, no, you no, you take it. <laughs> Start like 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 <laughs> No, so I actually reached out to Jay here so I was like, "Hey man, can I be on your show?" He was like, "All right." 
my guy canceled on me. We're gonna have like some comedian guy, but we'd rather have a car guy. So here I am, you know, pretty much. We we did. That's... We had a cancellation to. We had whatever. We had a car person, and then they rescheduled to another time. And then our comedian booker was like, "Well, I can find somebody," and did. And you reached out a car guy and a photographer and an artsy, interesting. Like so you're the perfect. You're a human interest, special interest. You're, <laughs> you're really great. Uh, Thank you so much. So we just, it kind of came together very, very quickly, literally last night. Absolutely. I've been following you for a while on at Porsche Life 111. <laughs> You've got to shout that out, you know. Of course. Thank you so much. I appreciate Absolutely. that. I'll throw them both up. Here. So I've there been you following go. you for a while. I've seen I've seen your shots around Malibu Kitchen up that way. We never really, never really bumped into each other yet, though. So I was like, you know what? This guy seems interesting. I really liked what you were doing with the podcast. I liked the setup. I thought that was just totally cool. Thanks, I saw I saw Sid get on there. I was like, hey, I should be next, you know? Yeah. So I was like, hey, put it out there, see what happens, you know? So. But thinking like, oh, I'd love to jump in there whenever. Yeah. N- not. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> how's, like, like today. how's tonight? How's tomorrow? <laughs> yeah, man. Spontaneity, you know? Spontaneity. I, I just find that I find that those the things in my life that have come together that way, I don't, there's generally something very positive revolving around them. Absolutely. It's like. Right now, I'm just in this weird period of, like, wishy-washy, you know, as far as, like, what I'm I'm doing, like, like job, employment, whatever like that you want to call it. But it's like, you know what? I got some time right now, so I'm happy. Uh, It took a little bit of time off from the corporate world to kind of reset and refocus and and do some fun stuff like we just saw on the screen. So it's like, you know what? Still have some free time left before things start ramping up again. It's like, you know what? You should take a risk. Take Take the chance. And just try and make the best of it, you know? Well, let's poke around for a second. Sure. What's What was the corporate world? Oh, I used to work in a data center. Oh, my gosh. Like computers? Yeah, yeah. Like, you know ones and zeros? Not really so much that. I was, like, imagine if there is a god of the internet. I was, like, an angel. <laughs> oh, of, wow. I was like, One of his disciples. I was, like, the angel of the internet making the making the magic happen. I would do all the large connections for, like, Facebook and Google and and all the carriers and stuff like that. So I was I was creating and managing the physical and sometimes virtual connections for for them. That's amazing to me. You're saying physical and virtual. So are yeah. there I mean there are places I'm assuming where the internet is plugged in from under the oh, for, through the ocean and the yes. whole bit. Yes. I'm picturing jaws too by the way. <laughs> you know the big cable. Yep, yep. <laughs> Because it, like it really that. is that, right? There really is yes. a cable of internet. Yeah. So so I'll just uh, jump in right there. It's like, you know, there's an undersea cable landing in El Segundo mm-hmm. that connects California to Asia directly. There's even a sign, right? Yes. Telling I you no so. anchors? Because I've, I've boated down there. Okay. I haven't been so out on the water It says cable crossing. There. Literally, it comes out of the cliff and just goes out to nowhere. Yep. So it lands right there. The fiber optic cable is buried under the seafloor. And it literally buried. shoots. Yeah, it's buried under the seafloor so that like anchors and nets and whatever else debris that doesn't makes... just break it. Because if you broke that, that is literally like the backbone of the internet. So if you broke that, yeah, a lot of stuff's gonna go down. The whole it's... thing just is so much bigger than I'm able to comprehend. Yes. Yes, and when I was a kid, it was space. Remember, space space was so big. Nowadays, the internet is way bigger to me than well, even space. Space is nothing. <laughs> you know, you just eject the guy up there. All right, he's up there. All right, he's gonna come back. All right, whatever. No biggie. You know, back in '69, it was like the biggest news in the world, and and now it's like, eh, going to the moon again. We already yeah. did that again. Like, what else is up there? I don't know. But yeah, so I was I was just making the connections and stuff there, and just doing work. You know. 
it's amazing to me. I'm sure you probably can't say what you were doing specifically. Oh, I can. Yeah, I can actually. So I was doing a lot of fiber work on the fiber optics. So that would be like terminating the fiber and making the connections in the right spot for the customer, and also like measuring the laser light coming out of it. So. But yeah. this is modern day. Yeah. Hello, Mayball. This is literally yeah. the other side of that. I mean, it used to just be that one monotone copper line that didn't yeah. pick up all the frequencies like yeah. you mentioned. People still order copper for connections, though, for certain reasons. So fiber was rolled out in the 80s in like kind of a test thing. You can Don't quote me on that time frame. But it was rolled out back then and is only finally kind of in the modern internet lexicon as like mainstream so there was kind of like a down period for it and now it's kind of back on the rise as the technology has refined itself and progressed for data transfer correct yes yes for data transfer we were playing with it with lights i mean we've used it for for lighting effects for years in the in the in the entertainment industry nice yeah but I don't even understand how something that sends, you know what I mean? Like oh, it's sending light sure. and data and, so, you know, digital cables with yeah. the little white, uh, the yeah. little red, uh, you know, I don't understand how so, that works. All right. Well, I'll just educate you on that. Then. Thanks, so, bro. Yeah. So you take the, you have a, like a transceiver, you have a box, you have a box that shoots a laser light through a module inside the wire. So you plug the wire into the module, into the box, the electrical signal turns into a laser signal. The laser signal gets blasted through a thin, tiny like microscopic piece of glass. It goes to the other box on the other end and it translates the signal kind of not too dissimilar from from like Morse code really. It's the frequency, it's the tightness of the wavelength, it's That's a, it a lot of different things. But so it's the amount yeah. of information it's able to transmit in very, very no fast. time at all. Yes. is where I lose all concept of reality i'm like it's not light. possible yeah it's not possible it's yep. just not possible but it, it's very possible it is it is and so, we've been using yeah. it for years they're rated up to like i think 300 gigabytes per second now is is becoming more mainstream <laughs> like in a second but when you're that's hard to comprehend yeah. so when you're when you're, but when you're doing you know, like dealing with stuff like with a lot of the banking guys use that specifically so when you're handling a lot of bank transfers and the stuff like that you don't want it to drop no lag at all you want the fastest thing. Think well, about security too, right? Yes, security. That's an interesting topic. Some people have actually found ways to get close to the fiber optic cable itself and bleed off the signal and then decode it. No yeah. way. You got to be an evil individual to do, <laughs> do that, though. I just can't even imagine the, yeah. what it takes. That's some. I mean, I remember Mister Robot stuff. Okay. Right? Yeah, exactly. Again, seventies and eighties. Like the the fear was like you know they're gonna they got these boxes now they can drive through the neighborhood and they're open on all the garages because they can yep. find the codes. Yeah. Like, oh no, we're gonna change the code on the garage door. You. <laughs> it doesn't you, do anything they, if they have the thing. Yep. Yep. That was that was the eighties. We yeah. were talking about that. Yeah. Before you were born, young yeah. lad. Oh, we win. Yeah. <laughs> so that if you look at the Mister Robot show, a lot of it is very very factually accurate too. So if you look at some of the data center stuff, that's pretty much what I was doing. I was in like that environment. So if you saw the scene where they have to break in to the one and I forget which episode. It was like in the last season. They like get the badge and like scan it. It's not working. Yes. They distract the security guard. They got to put it in the system. That is all completely feasible. Like if you were malicious enough, that would be very easy to have done. Right. But it makes perfect sense. Thankfully, I'm not a a supervillain, you know. Hmm. I love that show. What do you think of that show? We're, we haven't Coming, finished it. We're three episodes from completing it. Oh, man. 
stay on it, number one. And number two is I, I was just enthralled from day one with yeah. it, I'd say. I was enthralled with it, and then I got busy, and I dropped off. Like, eh, you know, you stop watching TV for a while, exactly. that kind of thing. So I dropped off. I saw season two came out, rewatched season one, started watching season two, and it was just like, yep, I'm going to keep watching. Yep. My eyes are now glued under that, that. That to me was the weakest season, but still we progressed through it. And yes. three and four just got stronger and stronger. Very convoluted. You know, a, a lot of stuff was going on. They like to bounce around. There's there's so many different characters and so many different things happening all at the same time. Yeah. So you have to really train your mind. All right, well, you can't just go into it. you got to figure it out, you know, one of those. Yeah. I like shows like that. I, I mean, I also like shows that you just have on in the background that are just palatable, just easy, you know. Yep. But uh, but ones that do make you think that you that you can't miss something or you or you are fucked. You don't understand what's going on in the next episode. Yep, and I, I, I like that. Yep, I think reward so. me for doing the work. I like doing the work. I like getting the reward for doing the work. Absolutely. Yep, your viewership will be rewarded. <laughs> With a positive. What's experience. your favorite show? Favorite? Oh man, can be now or ever. Ever? Oh man, I'd have to think about that. Probably off the top of my head, Speed Racer. Really? Yeah. Holy if I had smokes! To, if I had to pick a favorite out of everything, it would be the Japanese Speed Racer. Holy shit! See, I have no reference here whatsoever, other yeah. than I know it exists. Yeah. So Speed Racer, I first watched that when I was like a baby on on the floor in our little house in Torrance. You know. So, so that's why is that like, why it's the first memory? Yeah, yeah. It was like that was like actually they're tied with the Gigantor. If you know about that one, Gigantor nope. and Speed Racer were both made by the same production company. And in the early 90s, MTV bought the rights for them. So it brought it over into the modern mainstream on Cartoon Network. No kidding. Yep. So on MTV and Cartoon Network around oh, the Oh, I see. 90s. So they were old. They were older and existed back yes. in the time. But And they were reruns when you saw them. Yes. Oh, yes. gosh. I, am, I So much of my favorites were the same way. Nick at Night stuff or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Same. So. The Japanese Speed Racer is a lot different than the regular one in the way that there's cursing, spitting, people's arms fly off. <laughs> really? And there's like, like in the first episode, he's like, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill you, you bastard. And I'm like, like what is Whoa. this? Like, is this the same show I go watched? Go Speed Racer, I'm... go! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was just totally wild, and I'm like, this is awesome. Wow. So it was very different. You know, it's not like happy. It's rather intense. You you are so wildly interesting. Are you intending to be interesting? Like, did you pick that out? Because you don't seem to be. This isn't an act. Like, you didn't <laughs> pick that out. Like, oh, I'll get him with this one. Like, that's your real. That's where either you pull from. You got the gears turning, man. I'm just pulling it out. You know, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> so here. awesome. It's Thursday. We're both smiling, man. You know, it's a it's a good day. It is. What's your schedule like? Schedule like, wake up whenever, do whatever, and then go to sleep whenever. You know. That sounds so I, I like someone fair. who stays present, but I mean, <laughs> but it, for the reason I'm asking, I mean, we do Breakfast Club on Friday morning. So sure. in the weirdest way, like once the show's up, once things are done on Thursday night, mm-hmm. it's almost like our Friday night. Yeah. We still have to get up early and do stuff on Friday morning, but it's it's wonderful stuff. You know, yeah. it's not it's not work work, you know. It's work in the sense of I have to do it, but it's not work in the sense of I know I'm going to be having fun. It's it's the kind of work that you can whistle while you do it. Absolutely. Yeah. So Breakfast Club, educate me a little bit more. I've seen it. I haven't delved in entirely yet. Non-event. Non-event? Honestly, it's a non-event. All it right. started when Nicole was – my wife Nicole has MS, so walking's an issue. She used to be a, work in Hollywood in, in the entertainment field and in representation, and she uh, couldn't do that anymore. And then we were, about, we were just around. We were available. We were yeah. we just moved here. We were trying to <laughs> figure our new lives out. So every we started going up to 
a breakfast up at Newcomb's every Friday morning. And mm-hmm. we did it a couple times and started posting. And people would come. And, like, our buddy Jose came for a long time. Mm-hmm. And then our buddy David showed up. And, like, we made friends through this thing. And it sort of grew and grew and grew. And then it became like a thing where like all right well every friday you go to newcombs and (laughs) it's just sort of a thing it's like i kind of see that but i I would either miss it or i wasn't available at the time so yeah yeah it's a non it'll never be an event i don't i mean i hope i hope it never turns into anything super duper huge because it will ruin it for for me um i like that we still just drive up there on friday mornings and whoever's there is there and whoever isn't isn't and they'll be back next week and you know it's kind of just a really neat open house that's i think that's the best kind of event that you could kind of really ask for especially in today's kind of thing you know, like you look at what's happening in malibu right now it's like they're gonna get the tow truck really it's like you don't want to deal with that you know <laughs> no nah, man well i don't know what happened that day with the tow truck because i posted that but it could have been i mean there's a lot of collector cars maybe somebody's car didn't stop. yeah it yeah. just it was timely with the shut it down shut yep. it down Bloop, shut yeah, it down oh, Oh man, no. Let's let's tone it down. Let's keep it chill, you know. So it's cool. Uh, yeah. Well, with is that, it, let's. It's Thursday. Is let's, it going on tomorrow? What tomorrow morning breakfast club? Yeah, every Friday. Right. We what haven't time? missed one. What's the best time? Uh, nine to eleven. Nine to eleven. Yeah, I think I can make that work. You should. I think I can make it's that work. It's fun. It's yeah. it's not a club. It's there's no, you know what I mean. Like all welcome, and you don't have to have a Porsche. It can be any car. You just just, just be got, cool. Yeah, just right. good vibes. I feel kind of weird in a way because I drive. A 2016 FRS Scion, which is oh, like, I love that car. which is like, I feel not really congruent with who I am is in it's... in the uh, external context, but it is very much aligned with who I am in an internal context. You know, is it stick? Absolutely. Oh, that's Absolutely. a great car. I mean, I love that car. That's was, a great car to drive yeah. on the crest too, because it's yeah. not that it's so fast; it's how it drives. Yes, yes. Had a lot of fun. Kept right up with 718s up there. Oh, I bet. Wow. So you can drive too. Oh, this will be fun. A little bit. How much time we got? Oh, today? Yeah. Uh, well, I have so to do good. a TBT, and we've got to wrap it up. But if you have right. something you want to say, I don't want it. I don't want you oh, to not feel no. heard. Well, the <laughs> the red Toyota Celica was replaced by the FRS. Oh, so, I see. Yeah, yeah. So I still have that car, but I not need a, a modern car. So what else could you get for under twenty four grand that has a four ten Torsen differential, six speed transmission, and more than a hundred horsepower per liter? It's also just really fun. Yeah. I mean, I like the choices that they made. Like at the Top Gear, I think maybe, maybe somebody doesn't matter, but uh, yeah, they yeah. talked about uh, how like, you know, oh, I'd put more rubber on the rear. And it's like, you're going to ruin it. <laughs> it. If you, <laughs> I mean, you can do that, wiggly, yeah. but but put, them, put it on the front too, because like it's, it's got such great dynamics right now with Absolutely. the skinny rubber in the back. They were talking to Prius tires. Like it's got, you know, Prius yeah, tires yeah. on it. Same ones, great. right? Great. Yeah. As long as it rotates. Makes a challenge, yeah. Well, then it, you, you get a Miata feel out of it, but in a coupe. You know, it's mm-hmm. kind of neat. That was I'm not one telling of, you. You're, that was one of the car. things, too. It was like I couldn't go for a smaller car. I had to had to have something at least that size. I actually put everything I owned in that car and drove across the country in that car. I didn't ship it. Like a couple suitcases, and here we go, man, Route 66. I mean, it's tough to beat. Yeah, couldn't do that in a Miata S2000, you know. Or a 308. No. <laughs> that would be fun, though. Let's do a quick TBT. All right. Uh, this is throwing back to, uh, I think, just, I don't know when. It uh, doesn't matter. But it's a trip to Rod Emery's shop just around the corner, and I came across this video the other day and just brought back a lot of fond memories. It's very Mrs. Ryan heavy, so I wanted to play it. Sure. Roll it, Hal.
Here, where are we? This is right. can't tell where we are. Nondescript location. Not so regular cars. Where are we? We're at Ron Emery's place. That's right, Mrs. Ryan. <laughs> we just got an awesome tour. And uh, let's look around a little bit, huh? All right, Mrs. Ryan. You're standing next to a car that is pretty important. Did you learn about it? I learned that it's the one that was at Le Mans. The one that was at Le Mans, you're exactly right. The first one, I think. So uh, this is the SL. Oh, hi. Hi. All right, going into the shop. I wore this shirt, white carpe gear. Seemed appropriate, what with uh, the 11 inside and all. I know. Uh, we're here at Rod Emery's shop. It is so loud. It is so loud. We got a bit of a tour. Let's walk around so we know where everything is.
Nice little video there, man. <laughs> was, oh, it was such a fun day. Uh, Looks like long time ago, and I remembered it was Halloween coming up, so I, <laughs> I decided, <laughs> decided to do a little changeover. <laughs> kind of, kind of, right in the neck. Right? Well, that's the Halloween oh, show. Man. We're wrapping it up. Now, that sounds like real metal here. Is that real metal? Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Mm. They're uh, it's not uh, they're not sharp this way, but gotcha. yeah, it's very sharp that way. <laughs> In Very fact, scary. there's a. T- in fact, last year on the show, I told a story um, of how I got this scar and why there's nerve damage in this hand. And it's Freddie Glove related with my my wonderful friend Catherine Delorean, who we've been exchanging many messages lately because she's just a wonderful person, and I love you, I love you, I love you. Uh, <laughs> you didn't expect that. That's all good. Do you remember the Delorean car? Yes, yes, and yes. John Delorean, the GTO, and everything. Mm-hmm. His daughter. Nice. Very nice. Yeah. Uh, what didn't we cover? Is there anything that we uh, need to get to that you would you would feel better if we got to that we haven't yet? I think we're doing pretty well here. You know, I think uh, we hit a lot of different things. I was just happy to happy to jabber on and yap at you. You know, awesome. Happy well, then you feel satisfied. This was a good experience. Absolutely. You enjoyed yourself. I was I was very grateful. To, thank you so much for having me, Jay. I mean, it's really nice experience to get it. Kind of put myself out there a little bit more. You know, just trying to do that. Trying to. Work on getting out of my shell a little bit, that kind of thing, and just uh, keep the fun going. It's uh, analog speed. Yes, sir. Analog underscore speed. Underscore, that, that darn underscore. I've contacted the guy without the underscore so many times, he probably hates my guts. You There's know? a couple names I want to without yep. the underscore. Yeah, yep. I'm, I'm trying to find one, too. Uh, all right, so analog underscore speed yes, on sir. Instagram. Any other place people should follow you? Same name on YouTube if you want to check that out. And I'm, I'm just starting my own little very sketchy kind of vlog, whatever you want to call it, which I, I dubbed In Front of the Lens. Well, where I just awesome. talk about cameras and whatever I'm kind of working on. So I just made the episode, I think it was this week. I can't even remember. Time's blending together. But I want to put out another one maybe tomorrow-ish, you know? Oh, I will subscribe. That sounds very interesting. Absolutely. So I'll even mention you on there, too. Please talk do. Talk about that. Because Thanks. that's relevant to what's going on, you know? Is it just – I'm, I'm so confused with the terminology. But blog sure. means it's just you just kind of talking about your life, right? What's going on today? Here's what we did. Here was this project. I'm not sure if there's any specific context. Or, or whatever you want to call it to, but you're to not interviewing in that, people. It's but, not a podcast. Yeah, you're not no. having a conversation. I guess it would just be a vlog then. Yeah, you're just talking to the just, to your friend at home. Correct. Yep. Yep. Just kind of like that, you know. So, just putting myself out there a little bit more, seeing where things go, you know. Absolutely. Well, thanks for your time today. Thanks Absolutely. for coming over. Absolutely. You had a blast, man. Uh, don't be a stranger. We'll see you at Breakfast Club tomorrow, it sounds like. But if you, if you so. have another movie, you want to come back. If you just have anything else you want to talk about, come actually, back. Actually, actually, yes. Yeah, there is. You can look out for this one coming up. I used this little guy in another Oh, right now. Another Great episode yeah. coming out uh, with the guys over at Native 4. My buddy Cameron is working on something. So the film is being developed right now over at Pro 8 Millimeter in Burbank. So look for that in the next couple of weeks. Well, congratulations. I'm not sure how much I can talk about, but it is very much so Porsche-related. So keep your eye on your YouTube channel because things will be dropping soon. Yes, sir. Magnus Walker's in there again, too. You know? so Fantastic. Fun times, man. Love it. Yeah. 
All right, man. Um, we'll check out Taylor Hendricks, analog underscore speed. Yes, sir. At those names at those places. Yes, sir. <laughs> those names at those places. And then with what that about guy? in LA, though? I mean, you, yeah. you're 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 out and about with your car. Yeah, I'm man. assuming. And you said you we've seen each other in Malibu, even though we haven't talked until today. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I needed. So you're out and about as well. If yeah. somebody sees you, they they can say hi, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, approachable, right? <laughs> That's you what know, I'm trying right? to get to. No. Are you? Are you no. approachable? <laughs> No, man, don't talk to me. I'm better than you, right? Like, who's going to say that? No. No, yeah. Come say hi. If you see me, I'm the guy with the funky shirt and, and the leather jacket. You know, like, I I feel I'm becoming a staple of, like, the car show community, I guess. It's like, hey, there's that guy again. I didn't know. He's like, hey, there's that guy again. I had no idea. I'm excited that guy finally well, got now, here. Now, now you know, man. Right? That's good stuff. Yeah. All right, tomorrow, this, me and this guy will be up at uh, Breakfast Club, Good Vibes Breakfast Club, up at Newcomb's Ranch. It's not official because Newcomb's isn't open, but we'll have donuts and coffee. Sometimes other people bring other things. And if you want to bring something, by all means, do. All right. You don't have to. I was telling them. <laughs> uh, first time, you don't have to bring anything. No, no worries. No worries. Um, that's it. And um, Malibu on Sunday. And uh, check us out next Tuesday. Tuesdays with Tori. you got to find out what Tori thinks about Mr. Robot and uh, if he's still upset about Rudy Giuliani, Giuliani being framed by Borat. <laughs> Good stuff. Because we're going to be having a live election coverage. We're, we're not political on this show, but we oh, are, we All do right. happen to have our show live during the election. Going to get wasted during it? That's what he like said. Like Joe he, Rogan said. You see that one? Oh, did Joe say the same thing? Well, is I was he watching, going live? I was, I was actually I was watching the Joe and Alex Jones one last night just for shits and giggles. And uh, he, Alex Jones was like, you're going to get wasted with me? You're going to get wasted with me? That's just, this is hysterical because that's yeah. literally what Tori sent me today. He sent me a clip of that episode, Alex Jones and Tim Dillon. He goes, bro, worth a listen. And not just because Rogan agrees with my assessment of the Giuliani stunt. <laughs> there you go, right? So find out what uh, what's going on with that saga and uh, and everything else on Tuesdays with Tori. Brother, oh, I love you. Thank hey, you thank for you being so here. Thank you so much. This was just an epic experience, man. Very happy to have made your acquaintance and look forward Absolutely. to being able to say hello when we're out there. Absolutely. Love everybody else. Have a great weekend. Happy Halloween. Oh, that's what it is. Halloween on Saturday. Good right? grief. Right, yeah. So much stuff going on. Uh, everybody, please stay safe. Please love one another. And we will catch up with you over the weekend or out there, wherever. <laughs> love you. Love, Bye-bye. Man. Peace and love. <laughs> job hey thank you so much glad you enjoyed it fun time thanks for having me man yeah we put it together real quick it's great work out all right as long as you had a good time yeah man having a great time your video is great thank you man they loved it (laughs) (laughs) applause so i'm just curious tell me more about like your backstory how'd you get into this whole thing uh, <laughs> like, like what, what sparked the podcast? Maybe we'll talk about this next time. Just some ideas, right? What sparked building out this room? Oh, I can't wait. I can't wait for this to stop because it'll be the perfect save by the bell. <laughs>